Welcome to the Ecclesia Podcast. Join us as we engage in conversations about what it means to be the church in this age. We believe God is calling the church into a different mode of being, living beyond the status quo. Hello, podcast listeners. My name is Joel Lease. I'm the pastor of worship ministries here at KGF Church. Uh, with me today is my co-host, Marissa Burns. Good morning, Joel. Good morning, Marissa. It is morning here. It's 8 a.m. as we record this. Today with us, we have Howard Davidson. Welcome, Howard. Good morning. And we have Aaron Brykrauts. Welcome, Aaron. Good morning. And we are here today to talk about the Colossian Way. Um, Howard and Aaron were two of our first... Uh, not contestants, participants, <laughs> participants. <laughs> putting on my announcer's voice. And, Come on down to um, the price is right. The, no, not that. Uh, for one of some of our first participants in our Colossian Way COVID issues groups that we sort of wrote starting in the fall of 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just finished. We wrapped that up. What was that? Three, four weeks ago now. About three weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, and so we invited them here to talk about their experience. Mm -hmm. Um, For those of you who aren't familiar with the Colossian Way, uh, we talk about it nonstop in our services. Uh, Essentially, the Colossian Way is uh, a small group setting where Christians come together um, from varying viewpoints on uh, issues, sometimes political issues and or. Hot button issues. Hot button issues. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Um, And we talk about these issues and we talk about how to talk about these issues in a Christ-like way. So uh, to you, Howard and Aaron, we'd like to to know what brought you to the Colossian Way, convinced you to sign up, and yeah, why why did you come together? Well, I mean, my understanding was that the Colossians group was really a uh, Christian model of reconciliation. So how do, how do we as Christians deal with controversies that arise in the church and yet remain faithful to each other as brothers and sisters? We may have different opinions on, on topics, but should we allow that to affect our relationships? Mm-hmm. And so I think the Colossians Way is really a, a format or a platform for reconciliation uh, in the church and probably the broader community, but specifically, yeah. you know, it, it was relevant for me in terms of um, brothers and sisters where we had a disagreement on certain key issues mm-hmm. and yeah I'd uh, echo that statement it's uh, a place where you uh, hot button topics is, as mentioned um, that uh, can create uh, difficulty in the Christian community uh, can create division in the Christian community and uh, it's a, a good way to sit down uh, discuss issues and uh, come to a a loving understanding of each other and respecting each other's uh, viewpoints on those in a non-confrontational way. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So what sorts of things do we, uh, do we talk about? Well, this specific group was looking at COVID-19 and the, uh, the difference of opinion that a lot of Christians have developed Mm -hmm. over the last two years. And, and in some places it's led to, um, broken relationships, etc. So how do we as Christians um, continue to love one another and yet still agree to disagree? Mm-hmm. So in other mm-hmm. words, our, our ability to be one 
is not dependent on us agreeing on everything. Mm -hmm. right. Why are these, wh why is the pandemic and the, pandem the pandemic issues so uh, contentious to begin with? Why is it so controversial in the church? I think my opinion is that there's been a lot of political pressure. I don't want to get into politics, but there's been a lot of pressure in society to, uh, with mandates and uh, Christians have different viewpoints on that. And that's come into the church and there's been a lot of division within the church, a lot of division within relationships and uh, being able to come together to understand, you know what, just because we disagree on something is no reason that we should be separating our, our love for one another, separating mm -hmm. our friendships, and uh, yeah, just uh, causing division, allowing that division to, to come into our church. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think um, that's so important, and I, I'm going to really appreciate this conversation because I'm about to step into the, the next Colossian Way group. Um, could you kind of walk through what the process of coming to understanding looks like? Because I know a few people when like you talk about a hot button issue group coming together, you're just going to argue your viewpoint. And a lot of people perceive that as what this group could look like. So how do we mitigate kind of preconceived notions about what the Colossian way. I don't know if you can ever mitigate, you know, differing opinions, but you can come to an understanding that my brother or my sister in Christ has a different opinion than I do mm -hmm. and learning to respect that opinion without allowing it to cause division. Mm -hmm. So how do you get there in, in like this specific way? With uh, this group? I think Colossians group gives a lot of tools to understand how you can have a differing opinion, mm -hmm. yet still love each other and lift each other up uh, without allowing that division to, to separate you. Mm. You're, you're, you're given tools, you're, you're given understanding and different models to, under, to, to, to understand each other, I guess. Right. I think it also provides a platform, especially with um, the fact that you've got people leading the group to direct the, the discussion. So when it starts going off track and you're starting mm. to get involved in the details of what you agree with or disagree with, instead of dealing with how do we, how do we deal with each other when we, uh, when we don't agree on things? Because that's really the purpose of the group. It's not... It's learning to listen. Learning to mm. listen and not trying to convince everyone that they're right, that they are wrong and you are, you are correct. But it's learning how to uh, love each other and to continue to be brothers and sisters without agreeing on, on everything. Right. And I think that the Colossians group provides a platform for that, right. you know, and it's, I think the, the people that lead the group really have to kind of control the flow of how and what we discuss, otherwise you could end up wasting an awful lot of time. And, and <laughs> get into arguments, right? Yeah, yeah. unnecessary arguments. Um, give an example of some of the tools that are used in the group that help you learn how to listen and have controversial conversations without getting angry and arguing or share um, one of your aha moments like ah oh, where something clicked. I, I remember one of the examples that was given uh, it was a math question it was 42,000 plus 64,000 yeah. and there's a definitive answer to that um, on the other side there was another question and it showed a lady uh, sitting with a with a co uh, coffee 
um, at a coffee bar, and the question was, how would you uh, be able to uh, uh, help this lady uh, in her career, and what types of steps would you take to help her get to her career goals? Mm -hmm. And there's a whole bunch of different answers for that. Mm -hmm. So you're given a tool of saying, there's a definitive answer, there's a scientific answer for, for this math question, mm -hmm. yet on the other hand, you ask a, a, a much more complex or difficult question that doesn't really have a definitive answer, mm -hmm. and you're given tools to, to uh, discuss that and come up with a, uh, a baseline or a platform to be able to discuss the issue, right? Mm -hmm. So I remember that one very clearly, and it was, you might have a definitive answer, but there's a lot of other questions that you can ask as well mm -hmm. that don't have a definitive answer. Right. Mm. Do you have anything you want to add to that, Howard? I mean, the whole, for me, the, the thing I teased out of the whole takeaway message, as it were, was I was just looking up that scripture, and I think it's in 1 Peter somewhere, where it talks about uh, being willing to share your, 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 the reasons for the faith that you have, but do so with, with kindness and gentleness. Mm-hmm. Um, and that your good deeds will will cause those who who slander you to be ashamed, um, um, and I think it's not so much what we say. Often it's how we say it, how we convey the information. It's a little bit like saying, "What one plus one is two. That's not arrogant. That's that's being definitive and having an opinion about something isn't arrogant. Um, but saying one plus one is two, you idiot." Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's right. arrogance. Mm -hmm. And so there's a way we can converse with each other that's mm -hmm. constructive. Mm -hmm. And I think kind of that's been my take-home message out of this group is, you know, you don't necessarily have to agree with, with people on everything, but mm -hmm. you can do so in a way that's respectful um, and, and mindful of the fact that uh, to love each other actually takes precedence over your opinion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so the way we converse, the way in which we have dialogue, I think that's super important. Mm -hmm. Christ listened. Yeah. and mm -hmm. model that mm -hmm. and he didn't have formulating definitive answers for you know you must and that's kind of what we do with especially with mm -hmm. this hot topic of covid uh there's been really hot debates about it and mm -hmm. being able to come into this and understand as as howard said you know understanding each other mm -hmm. so that's that's the model yeah. I think one of the challenges we face in modern society, especially in a country like Canada, where these terms of inclusivity, etc., are thrown around, uh, instead of actually having a definitive opinion about things, uh, we have uh, we have we are creating a world in which there's no there's no such thing as right or wrong, there's no definitive answer to things, and I mm -hmm. would argue that that's the wrong way and that's a falsehood. What we need to do is is figure out what we believe to be true and stick to it. But the way in which we then open dialogue and converse with people mm -hmm. dictates whether that's constructive or wholesome. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, we are in a society now where to have any definitive opinion has become um, yeah. contrarian, I think, is, problem, is problematic. Mm -hmm. so, and I don't think that's the way God wants us to, to lead our lives. We, mm -hmm. we should be definitive about certain things, even if they're uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. yeah. But we should be able to converse with people in a way yeah. that is constructive and wholesome. Yeah. Well, even too, is like um, when you step in, when you're able to ask more questions, you actually come to a common ground of understanding what 
different words mean? Like, you know, how people are like, you would have a different definition of inclusivity than maybe I would. And so you could be saying you have the same conversation, but when you step in with like, no, let's actually try to understand each other to even a deeper level to make sure we're on the same ground is so important um, because we, we love to assume um, as humans. <laughs> um, but I, I have a question of like, how has this shaped your relationships kind of outside of the Colossian way? or maybe even within it? Well, Erin and I are part of a peer group that's been going for 10 plus years. And um, I've, got, I've had some very strong opinions about COVID and how we should be, especially early on uh, in the pandemic. And definitely there's disagreement between myself and some of the other guys in the group. And also there was the issue of how do we actually physically get together? Because initially we didn't know what this virus looked like. Mm-hmm. And so, one didn't want to get uh, put oneself or in my case patients at risk unnecessarily right. and and then there was a whole issue of vaccination etc and so for our group we ended up not meeting we haven't basically met for two years um, initially it was I think more because of you know restrictions etc and being cautious but then as time progressed I think things like vaccination and then specifically hot potato issues like vaccine mandates those become a whole lot more complex and and so that that led to you know guys in the group have varying opinions and it's kind of led to uh us, us not actually staying in touch and not not um not continuing in in true fellowship so i think the colossians way for me was a way to get together with these guys who i value and saying hey mm-hmm. we can agree to disagree um uh but we need to focus on unity here, despite the fact that we don't agree on everything. So mm-hmm. of the four in our group, three of us attended the, the group, and I found it very helpful. Mm-hmm. don't know about you, Aaron. Well, yeah, it was uh, very helpful. I mean, again, there, the, the differing opinions uh, shouldn't be uh, a reason to, to separate getting together, you know, the, the getting together of, of, of brothers and, and, and congregating. So um, the takeaway was, was definitely... Uh, worth the time invested in it. So, mm-hmm. You mentioned unity, Howard, um, and I've heard from a number of churches that unity needs to be, that we need to, we need to have unity. But what is, what does unity mean? And what is, what are some of the off, often some of the misconceptions about unity? Yeah. Like being of the same mind. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting, right? Because on a, on a kind of more universal global scale, we, we have to define sometimes what, what are the non-negotiables mm-hmm. and we have to decide for define that maybe not because it decides who's in and who's out but it does affect things like who do we allow into leadership structures for example mm-hmm. i mean a classic example would be homosexuality which is another colossians group that we, do mm-hmm. we allow openly gay people in an evangelical church to lead right and i would argue no we uh, it, it's a con it's a, it, it's it's a there's a real conflict of values but at the same time the church is a place for all people and so we 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 have to have that discussion as to how do we manage people who have different challenges in life um, and I think the Colossians group provides a, a, a platform for figuring out that so unity on a global scale sometimes the church does have to create boundaries as to what what is a red line mm-hmm. and I think it's more important because that decides 
specifically when it comes to who leads the church. Mm-hmm. I don't think it really applies to mu- so much as to who is part of the church because the church was is is for broken people and people with problems, and we all mm-hmm. have problems. We all we all mm-hmm. messed up in some way or another. So I think that in that sense, uh, unity is important, but there does need to be, from a strategic point of view, a definition of what what type of believer is it appropriate to allow into leadership because they dictate right. how we interact with the world but i think kind of on a more local level um y- y- you know i think we need to set aside um the, those values uh we shouldn't allow our opinion about things to compromise our ability to love and care for each other right so, so what the love and, and unity trumps i mean one of jesus's primary um commands when he left was they they will know that you are brothers and sisters because of the way in which you love one another Mm -hmm. it's fundamental to the church it's the second one of the two most important commandments Mm -hmm. so i to sort of paraphrase what i think you're saying is unity is putting your love for your 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 brothers and sisters your love for your fellow church members your love for your fellow christians above your values in in uh, difference of opinion arguments. Yes. Um, and okay. Yeah. Love one Tell another despite <laughs> the differences that you have. Yeah. 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 Which is often, I mean, again, like it's, this is what we come to that that definition of what does the word mean when we're talking about it, because so often, again, when it was like being of the same mind can be so that can draw people to a different conclusion. It's like, well, same mind, we have to think the same way. Instead, it's like, no, actually. It's the same mind in Christ. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, the, it's the drawing out and going, actually, what, what do we mean when we say unity? And to make sure that we do model Christ in the way that he goes, actually, the priority is love. And we cannot forget that. And often we do, at least I do, when when I feel like, no, I, I need to be right, <laughs> when it's not at all where I should be going. Mm-hmm. And so that's a good reminder. Yeah, there's a, just to juxtapose it, there was an article written by um, an evangelical leader in the past couple months that I read through. Um, and right from the get-go, uh, it seemed as if their definition of unity was, uh, it presupposed that uh, on like you know number one we can we can figure out what's true in all of this right number two it was talking about COVID issues it was talking about vaccines and stuff like this and so number one churches need to figure out what's true in all of this and number two we should all be able to agree on what's true and then we and then number three we can have unity and, and I, was, I was i was like but that 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 is not how, like so first, I don't know that we can all, so you have, to, even if we could accept the first premise that we could know for certain what's true, could we all agree on what's true? No, we can't. Like, especially in when, it, when we're talking about a pandemic situation, when there's a perception of a contagion, either with an unvaccinated person or in the vaccine itself, there are too many, um, too many values in the in the conversation trying to like answer that question of how do we help this person with her career well what is she valuing and what how do we order those values in a way so that she can have you know what she values most be accomplished um you can't 
possibly have unity if that's if your measure is we need to agree on what's true first uh, we have to have unity in spite of all of that listen i i think going through the colossians way uh both howard and myself uh, i don't think our opinions on COVID have changed but we've come to uh, a deeper understanding as brothers that we are brothers in christ first mm -hmm. and the peripheral matters of covid or whatever contentious issue it is are secondary to that and being able to love each other and you know what come together as brothers in a peer group and and hold each other accountable is the most important thing regardless of of what our thoughts are on vaccine mandates or taking a vaccine or not taking a vaccine that's that does not matter mm -hmm. uh, what does matter is coming together in unity w with with your brothers except that i was right and you uh, were well, wrong well <laughs> you still think that <laughs> i'm glad it worked out for you guys <laughs> put that gun away Aaron. <laughs> but but we understand each other now and we can actually have you know meaningful conversations aside from that mm -hmm. you don't have to have a gun every time you talk about a contentious issue mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't? Wow. <laughs> uh, what are what are some of the changes that you've seen um, in the group uh, as from the from the beginning? Like, what was that feeling when you first walk into the group um, versus the It was the tense. End? Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I felt a lot of tension in the group. Uh, there was about uh, how many? Twelve people in a group? Ten? Twelve people? Uh, I think it's two um, two facilitators, two facilitators, and ten participants. Yeah. So yeah. so in total, there's twelve. And, you know, just at the outset, I, I felt a, a high amount of tension. Uh, maybe it was just my, my read but on, on the group, but I felt a lot of tension. But as you start to get some tools on how to understand each other, uh, tools on, um, you know, not just understanding, but uh, being able to have a discussion about COVID, contentious issue, whatever it is, mm -hmm. uh, you know what, you, you go, you know what, this, this person is not my enemy. This is a this is an individual. This is my brother or sister in Christ, and you know what? You you've got a great opinion, and I've got a great opinion, and we can come together and say, you know what? That's that's good, but you know what? I still love you as my brother. So, at the end of it, I think the the the, the tension level certainly was gone, and you're able to me was mm -hmm. I was able to look across the table at at somebody else that had a differing opinion and say, you know what? That's that's awesome. You know. Mm -hmm. Let's let's carry on in our in our walk with the Lord. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was. I got the impression there were some people that were a little bit antsy when we started, but you know, you kind of when you keep meeting together as a group, apart from what you're actually talking about, there's a little bit of gelling that goes on. You just get to know people, and mm -hmm. you get a, a sense of their personality, and mm -hmm. and so forth. So there is a dynamic that goes goes on in the background that I think is quite useful. Yeah. I think Colossians group uh, really gives you a, a platform, a real a st a stable place to, like, like Howard said, gel together. Because mm -hmm. if you're in two different camps, there's nothing worse than staying in those two camps. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you come together and are able to talk about an issue and mm -hmm. just go, like, we understand each other. Yeah. So. And the other thing that I, I've really learned from this, and it's been something that I've been working on for a while, is... I find we are in, in life so often we don't actually listen to people. I mean, it's like in marriage, for example, when you've been married a long time, one of the biggest mistakes we make as couples 
is that we have an answer to the to something we're discussing before that person has finished talking, which mm -hmm. means by definition we haven't been listening. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I think it's good just to shut up mm -hmm. and listen, mm -hmm. and then and and not have a response, not figure out how to defend the status quo. So I think listening, active listening, is super important. You figured mm -hmm. out how to do that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm a lot better than one, I used to be. One of our participants, Dixon, he's one of yeah. you, one of you, one of your friends in the peer group, right? Uh, he summed it up in the, in the final session. Uh, he said his biggest takeaway was, do you guys remember? I wasn't there. Listen, 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 listen <laughs> love. Love some more. Li no, listen, 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 love. Listen some more. <laughs> it's like, yeah. that, that really is the essence of it. And one of the things I loved about um, being in your group was seeing... Uh, the whole whole gamut of opinions um, and perspectives on the issues, uh, seeing the tension sort of, you know, release from the shoulders. One of our participants said that uh, she was not anxious about talking with talking about COVID with people anymore, that they they could they could, you know, sort of just go on a rant and she wouldn't get upset about it even if she disagreed, but she could see the concerns reflected in that person and, and extend empathy and compassion instead of, but all like half of the things you said were incorrect or based <laughs> on falsehoods or, or what have you. And that's, that's, uh, that's, that's more of a, a reflection of broader society, mm -hmm. how, how it's been operating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this was definitely a wall breaker where you can come together and instead mm -hmm. of having, instead of having, uh, you know that tension and wanting to be right being able to talk about it mm -hmm. so yeah what would you say because like again like people come to the table really tense what are we what's kind of like the undercurrent that maybe you experienced or you or you are aware of other pe people experiencing of what we're so anxious about when we come to the table with people of opposite opinion most people um don't enjoy confrontation or conflict. And it, you, you would see this as a potential environment in which conflict is inevitable. Mm -hmm. And I think that is what causes an, un, an unsettled feeling for some people. Mm -hmm. What I like about the, the Colossians group is it, it's got a, a, um, a basic sequence of events that occurs every week. So the, 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 you, know, you spend so much time doing X, then Y, then Z. And a lot of it involves... Um, Things, uh, for example, a time of prayer or a time of sharing. Somebody might share their testimony. So there's a there's a same format that you go through every week, um, and it's time sensitive. So you know you, you run on time, which I think which I value, and so it creates a platform for a sensible way to get to work through thorny issues. Um, and I think that's one of the useful things about the Colossians group. Mm -hmm. There's a format that creates a, a a platform to, for engaging in a way that's constructive right yeah mm -hmm. so again it's those tools of like you can come in and you're actually equipped to enter those those conversations As mm. we have them. yeah because you're like oh well i'm not vulnerable or it's you know I, I remember the after somebody would 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 speak or give their testimony or something it it was a it was a time for reflection for everybody to say what what did you like about what uh, you know this person said and instead of getting critical and saying oh you know what i i think that you, i've got a different opinion 
it was it was an opportunity for everybody to to lift each other up mm-hmm. and i really appreciated that mm-hmm. lifting each other up mm-hmm. instead of having an opinion um final question as we wrap up who is the colossian way for and who who needs who needs to sign up and how would you encourage them if they're if they're at home worrying about covid issues in any issue, any thorny issue that, that you have division, uh, that's what the Colossians way is for. Mm-hmm. It's a way to, to break down barriers, break down walls, and come together as, as a body in Christ. Could you come to a, say we're doing a, a Colossian way COVID group, could you come to a COVID group, um, even though maybe you're not very anxious about COVID things, and get, get, get stuff for your other conversations that are... 100%. It's yeah. about listening. Mm-hmm. It's about listening and understanding. Mm-hmm. And that's, that, that, you know, goes through all issues, not mm-hmm. just COVID. Learning to listen and learning to understand. Yeah, you know, I think it's really a, a useful tool for dealing with controversies. Mm-hmm. And controversies. <laughs> uh, where are you from, Alberta or somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so dealing with controversies. <laughs> but maintaining unity at the same time, whether it be around, you know, uh, COVID-19 or uh, infant baptism or I mean, you, you could 101 topics you could think about yeah. that mm-hmm. are controversial in the church that we could if people if they are real issues, this just provides a useful platform for sitting down and having a, a face to face and recognizing that unity trumps opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for sharing today, guys. Thanks for having us in. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. If you would like to know more about the Colossian Way, uh, you can sign up for one of our Colossian Way groups. Uh, head to our website, kgfchurch.com. Um, click on events. Click on events. And it's right you, there. You, could, you can sign up to take the facilitator's training if you wish to help others um, walk through contentious issues. Um, and you check out the Colossian Forum. That's the name of the company that puts on the Colossian Way. Um, they have a number of curriculum that they've released. Uh, they have a po- politics one, uh, a homosexuality one, and uh, an origins one, which talks about the origins of the world. So, uh, yeah, thank you for listening, everyone. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on this episode. If you've enjoyed this podcast, help us reach even more people by leaving a review, like, or share on your favorite platform. If you have any questions or comments, email us at podcast at kgfchurch.com.